Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The Family Podcast for Adults. It's episode number 554, Planted. A lot of people around here deserve to be planted head first. Watch fertilizer. All right, tell a story wow. about the time I planted myself. No. You can save it. Okay, I'll save it. I fell. You know that story, right? Fell off the deck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you did mention it on the podcast. Fell off the deck into a fucking 15 feet down into a fucking tree pot. Ouch. <laughs> call us. Where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Oh, and I just wanted to remind people. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but it hasn't been an issue up until recently. If you send us a link and there's going to be, it's going to be a little explicit. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Just put a little thing on there to say, you know, like NSFK, not safe for kids. Not that we let the kids read the show email. But sometimes Kim is careless about what she clicks. She just click an email and a kid wanders in. Which happened to me yesterday. Yeah, it was okay. They didn't see the pink unicorn, but they could have. <laughs> it was very close. Let's just say I was scrambling to click that X. And I'm just saying, I don't. that's fine. If you want to send us stuff that's a little bit on the smutty side, that's fine. It's not a big deal. Just put a little warning on it so we know that it's for late night viewing only. Well, and there was no kid in the room when I opened it. Right, She right. just miraculously <laughs> appeared with her ESP. Uh, that's because I don't allow children in the den, and you do. If we everybody did it my way. She's just always lurking in the uh, shadows. I'm just saying, if we did waiting it Waiting to way. ambush. If, She's just waiting for me to have <laughs> it, half a second of downtime. Did she ever catch you with your robots? Shut no, up. Just, you were leaving a little tension. Kid just walk in. That ever happened? That would be embarrassing. That's good. That's good. I'm just saying. Thanks, Amazon, for being our sponsor. You're the best. You treat us so well. So nice. Always prompt with your payments to me. You don't chaff me like other people do. Uh So I was going to say, what is the deal with everybody in this fucking neighborhood on a gardening kick lately? It's springtime. (sighs) Now's the time to do it. Maybe people have been mowing their lawn all winter long, which is dumb yes. there's nothing to mow it's not growing well, i don't know what they think they're accomplishing here's what, what i think is amusing our neighbors mow all fucking year okay whether it, it doesn't matter this year when it started raining like a motherfucker we had weeds sprouting up all over our fucking yard mm-hmm. we couldn't mow because it wouldn't stop fucking raining right and unlike the dumbasses around me i don't mow when the ground's wet because it leaves fucking tra- tire tracks it. in your yeah. yard. It looks terrible. Don't fucking do it. So everybody around us was giving us the evil eye. Well, the things were like, Mom, I like those new shrubs that you planted out there. And I was like, that's a weed. It's a giant fucking thistle. <laughs> it and, was big, too. <laughs> well, that was the problem. It was raining so much that when the weeds started to pop up, they just shot up overnight. I mean, literally overnight. So... We finally got around to mowing, and I think it's funny that all the assholes that live around us have not mowed. The yards look like shit now. They do. And they don't have an excuse. I know. I don't know. It's weird. It's uh, dumb. So, yeah, everybody's out. The weather's nice. Uh, the things and I have been working on gardens. I've been working on trimming everything up because it takes quite a while. 
In fact, some of the hedges in the back were a good six, <laughs> seven feet taller than they should be. I, I have been a little appalled about how much work it's taken you back there. It's a lot of I work. And I, do you just want me to hire some Mexicans to take care of it? No, I'm almost done now. I know, but to take care of it is what no. I'm saying. Because now Once you got... I, the, the initial trimming is the hardest. Okay. After that, it's just maintenance. Because they're, they're everywhere. They the, are. The fucking, I, I feel bad because it's clear that the yard work business is in the toilet right now. Because we can't be outside on a weekend afternoon without somebody going, I'm mowing your yard. Yeah, or leaving <laughs> insulting cards. <laughs> on the... Need your yard mode? Clearly you do. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, what are you trying to tell me? So, okay. Everybody's planting stuff. And um, I, I was walking to school today. And there's a couple little houses on the way to school. And this one particular house, they've been really working on the house. They put new siding up. They actually added a little tiny extension to the house. I mean, they really have gone through a lot of trouble to clean up the the yard, which I'm happy about. Good for them. I do think it's interesting that a lot of people, over the past couple years, a lot of people in our neighborhood were kind of not keeping up on their houses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it seems like recently, everybody said, I got to fix my shit. And they, it's nice. Yeah, well, I, I think plants or, you know, you can get flowers to replant or whatever right. for a buck. Right. You can spend 10 bucks and, and beautify an area pretty easily. Or 30 bucks and get a couple variety ass trees for your front yard. Yeah. And so these people have been going to all this trouble to do stuff. And, and they were planting and I noticed today when I went to go pick up thing three that they planted a fir tree, which is about, oh, four to five feet tall now. Right. I mean, that's the, how they purchased it. and But they planted it like two feet away from the front of their house. They don't like their foundation. They want to get a new one. I don't, it's not even just the foundation. It's the fact that branches will grow. No, 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 no. That's going to be fine. I don't know why people don't think about stuff like that. I feel like knocking on their door and going, uh, you might want to move that. Okay. Before it gets too much bigger. It's not like this is the first time some dumbass has planted a tree in a stupid place. Two doors down from us, dumbass has planted a fucking palm tree between, in the easement, between the street and the sidewalk. There's two of them, one on either side of the driveway. Here's the problem. That's where the fucking water is. Yeah. I mean, the water pipe runs underneath our sidewalk, basically. And they planted trees there, and it is going to fuck up that water pipe real soon now. Because the dumbasses also forgot to trim it back. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. Yeah. So now it's not like a cute little palm tree bush. Now it's a tree. Yeah, it's about <laughs> 10 feet tall Yeah, I was going to say, it's 8, 10 feet tall yeah. now. Now it's an actual fucking tree. It's going to destroy their driveway. It's going to break that fucking pipe, and it's going to create all kinds of havoc in there for the sidewalk. I, I just don't get it. I don't know why people don't understand that trees grow, and they grow constantly. Right. And so I'm thinking, you know, why do people do that? Why do they plant things that are just going to create problems? And then I was like, hmm. Hmm, I think we're about to do the same thing, and I'm still going to do it. Well, and I, <laughs> I, I have warned you about this more than once. I know. I I still think that this is not a great idea. I think it's going to be way more problems than you think it is, but I'm willing to let you do this on the off chance that I'm going to get the point of finger and laugh. Well, because if it looks like it's going to be a problem after the first year, I'll get rid of it. 
Okay, what is it that you're going to plant in the backyard? I'm going to plant blackberry bushes. Okay. Now, Two I, of them. I want to remind you that I used mm-hmm. to have blackberry bushes when I was a kid. We let them grow next to our storage shed. Yes, and then they stopped taking care of it. And one spring, one, watch my finger, one spring, my dad forgot to trim them back, okay? And they destroyed the storage shed. They blasted through the windows. They broke out the walls. They destroyed a shed in three months. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be careful. I'm just saying. I'm going to plant it in an area where I can get to. I'm going to plant it near the fence because, you know, it's like a climbing right? bush you, or whatever. You just have to be vigilant. And that's then all. in an area where I can get on both sides of the fence. Right? And that's all I'm saying is you have to be, you have to constantly keep it trimmed or it will be. That's why I said I'll try it okay. one year. If it gets out of control, I'll just I'll yank them out. If it gets out of control, it destroys the fence. But we got the kind that don't have thorns. thorns so that should be kind of nice for the girls. I'm suspicious of that. Yeah, they're probably soft thorns. They're probably there, but they're smooshy. Maybe. I don't know. It's got to be better than the big reedy thorns that they have on the traditional bush. I mean, there's different kinds. Those of thorns berries. will fuck you up. Hopefully they taste good. That's all I'm hoping. But I miss having free berries. I mean, we love blackberries, and I'm yeah. sorry, but I don't want to pay $3 shit. for a half a pint of blackberries. I don't, I don't understand why they're so expensive here. I really don't. This is a perfect climate for growing blackberries. I don't see why we have such a fucking problem getting them here. Oh, it's weird. It is weird. So, you know, you guys can email me and tell me I'm an idiot for putting blackberries in. <laughs> I'm not telling you an so idiot. I'm going to do it anyway. Well, you already got told you're an idiot once this week. <laughs> Shut up. Not by me. I know. It <laughs> still stings. <laughs> uh, why does it sting? It's clearly not true. I just don't. Uh, so let me, I'll set it up. Mm-hmm. Kim's Kim does a lot of volunteer work because she's that kind of girl. She firmly believes in giving away the fruits of her labors. And this particular week, your volunteer work took you to the senior citizens home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the idea was that you were going to help all these senior citizens do these little projects, right? And it was going to be fun for all. How many people showed up? Okay. There were supposed to be about 20 people. And, yeah, we had a whole project that we were going to work on. And um, after about 15 minutes, I was like, well, crap. Did we have the times down wrong? What's going on here? (laughs) Finally, uh, two people walk in. Did two, they walk? Two little old ladies. Did they, well, uh, they kind of shuffled in, I'll oh. say. Nobody was wheeled in? They uh, Nobody was wheeled in, although I had my suspicions about one. <laughs> I'm not sure if she was supposed to be ambulatory or not. It was very questionable. Right. And they both had wigs, which is very charming, I think. You think that's They were trying to look their best. Okay. Yes. And uh, so they sat down at the table, and they're not talking a whole lot, but that's okay. They don't have to be chatty. And one of them is very interested in the project. Great. Right. Fabulous. Were you afraid that she was going to cut off her fingers? No. (laughs) The other one was dubious. A little bit of a doubting Thomas, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, I was like... (laughs) 
I see you have a look of concern on your face. Is there something I can help you with? Well, you don't have good luck with old ladies. Let's put it that way. You and old ladies are like oil and water. I don't know what it is, but you set them off. No, no. She goes, um, I have not eaten lunch yet. It was one o'clock. <laughs> one o'clock. And I said, well, I can see you're very concerned about that. Why don't you go eat? And did you say, whose fucking problem was that? <laughs> no, I was like, why are you coming in here? <laughs> you're hungry. Go if fucking you eat. eat food. <laughs> Seriously, lady. Get the fuck out. I don't have any food here. So why don't you go take care of that? <laughs> did she think maybe you're going to bring pizza? I don't know. Like what you do when thought. you do the stuff with the teenagers. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> so Old I ladies. sent her off to go get her her nourishment, her <laughs> ensure, or whatever it was that she was going to eat. She was back in like five minutes. I was like, wow. <laughs> That was fast. I've seen old people eat. They don't eat that fast. It, she probably only had like a half a cup of tomato soup or something. Well, did she they just don't go, eat very much. Did sometimes. she just go in there and they push the stuff through her feeding tube? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Sure. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But in the meantime, there was a woman there that I was working with. <laughs> and I could tell almost immediately after meeting her that... We were not going to mesh. <laughs> and she, this was not an old lady, to be clear. No. She was somebody, She was my peer. <laughs> she worked at the old folks' home. <laughs> <laughs> and she, at, when she found out what I did, that I, uh, that I sell or whatever, right. immediately dismissive and condescending. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm not really sure how to work with that. <laughs> So I was doing my best to ignore it, but as time went on, I mean, we were there for about an hour and a half. She just kept going on and on and on about what an accomplished seamstress that she was, where she used to sew couture gowns and sell them for thousands and thousands of dollars. All of these things that she did uh, for big design houses overseas, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I thought to myself, and now you're director of activities at a nursing home. How did that happen? Th this is the thing. I understand when people want to talk up their past accomplishments, right? I do it myself. Everybody does it. But if your career arc has ended with you, uh, really a meteoric crash, you you're, you're telling me that at one time you were designing shit for fashion runways, and, and now you, you wipe old lady asses. Now, I understand there's nothing wrong with wiping old lady asses and helping put prolapsed vaginas back where they belong. That's fine. But don't act like you're better than everybody else. I know. <laughs> and there was a gal, she's younger, that I've been working with. And it's just really exciting to me to get a young person excited about knitting, crocheting, felting, any of that stuff. Now, she's not a terribly crafty person to begin with. And she thinks I'm the shiz. <laughs> so I love hanging out with her because I'm always teaching her new things. Right. And so that encourages her to hang out with me even more because she loves to learn about those things. Well, great. Right. Well, we were talking about Etsy and Etsy was brought up and uh, the high fashion couture gal pipes up with the fact that Etsy is just a bunch of crap with uh, no talent hacks trying to make a buck. Whatever. I was so offended. <laughs> I was so offended for the people that have products there. And I was like, you know, not everything ha has to be an art piece. 
things right. are expressions of whatever people are feeling at the time and art is in the eye of the beholder and shut up what about polymer clay vaginas how do you feel about those well i mean it's not my cup of tea <laughs> but you know people are making money making those whatever the crap though right i don't like it but i was just offended i just really thought that was annoying i don't know why people have to be like that it it's true it's true i i don't know why people always have to fucking denigrate everything else i mean i don't know especially if you're not producing yourself you know what i'm saying it's very easy to go, oh, I would never do that. Well, you don't do anything. So what the fuck? Exactly. That was my point. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy with what I do. I, it makes me happy. So right. why poo-poo on it? Well, and I, like I said, I think that's the hardest thing about being somebody who does make shit is listening to all the fucking negative crap. And, it, and it's really annoying. It really is. And the, the thing that I always look about is in a few years, people are going to start making a lot more of their own shit. And we'll be far ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, and the young gal looks over at me and she goes, I kind of like Etsy. <laughs> I was like, well, keep liking it because there are plenty of other people that do too. <laughs> That's where I buy all my fake vaginas. So dumb. <laughs> High school junior Elizabeth Rasmussen and her boyfriend Jordan Weaver are getting ready for Garner's prom next weekend. They already have one main part down, the outfits. Elizabeth said, I heard about somebody making a dress out of duct tape or something one time. So I was just like, that's something cool. And I've always liked the colors of five gum. That's right. She's going to prom in her very own handmade dress that's made out of gum wrappers. I'm sure this would dress would have made that chick cringe. Okay, but here's the thing. If you saw this and you didn't know it was made out of gum wrappers, you'd never fucking guess. I know. I saw it. I don't know if we're going to have a picture of it. Will we have a picture? I'll find uh, it. You'll have again. to look and see. But it I was, was actually pretty. Yeah, I was very impressed that she managed to make it. I mean, it's it's blue, which I'm not a huge fan of blue dresses, but it was very impressive for being made out of gum wrappers. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I thought it, if you didn't know what it was made out of, you wouldn't know no, without would, getting really would, up close right. and looking at it. Yeah, from a distance, you would never fucking guess. And it didn't look like it was all hard and weird, like duct tape well no it's flexible are. i mean if she used like the foil i think that's what she used yeah it was very cool it was very impressive it was really cool i i, I love it when people put their head together it doesn't have to be expensive it's gonna, definitely going to be unique and you know what a way to remember the event well and i wish that i really think it would be nice if schools went out of their way to promote more of that kind of stuff you know what i'm saying like they mm-hmm. have a contest you know best handmade dress you get some cool shit because I think part of the problem with schools now is they're not interested in teaching kids useful things at all. Oh, well, I agree. I mean, they don't have like home ec classes anymore. Well, even shop and stuff. And a lot of people I don't think uh, they have shop half the time. That's anymore what I'm saying. Either. A lot of people laughed about metal shop and wood shop and stuff when I was in school. But a lot of the guys that I went to school with that were serious about metal shop and wood shop, that's what they fucking do now. You know what I'm I saying? Know. I mean, and it's not like you can get that training anywhere else. So it's a little annoying that there's more of a focus on, I guess, theoretical learning with, with virtually no hands-on shit. Because honestly, that at least when I was in high school, it was very clear. There were two tracks, right? You're going to go on the, I'm going to work in a factory and make shit track, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go on to college and do other stuff track. Right. And there was nothing wrong with that. You just fucking pick. You're going to do one or the other. Some guys are good with their hands, some guys aren't. You know? 
Yeah, but if you eliminate the shop class, now you're out of school before you find out if right. you're good with your hands. Well, or that's not. what I'm saying. You you you've eliminated a track for an entire group of people, and it's not a small group of people. Mm-hmm. And so they they leave with no idea what the, how to fucking do anything. They weren't good in their that's regular true. classes. I think it's sad, and I think a lot of the uh, rec centers, the Y's and stuff, they don't pick up the pieces and teach those classes either. No. Well, Which they should. You have to have a fairly specialized facility to teach shop. I mean, you need some fairly serious tools and stuff. And I, I don't know. It's it's very confusing to me. I don't know. I like to encourage my kids to be creative and to think outside the box. And I encourage you all to as well. Yeah, make stuff. And plus, if it hadn't been for metal shop and wood shop, I never would have built my own ballista or blown up a cave. There you go. Well, I now might, quit teasing about the <laughs> blow up cave story. I might have blown up the cave. That's not nice. <laughs> I will. I will next Monday's show. I will do the how I blew up a cave story. All right. It's impressive, and if any of you try to replicate it, you will probably die. Not a good idea. We didn't do it on purpose, but it was awesome. Okay, here's something that also didn't do something on purpose and still got in trouble. An Australian publisher has had to pulp and reprint a cookbook after one recipe listed salt and freshly ground black people instead of black pepper. Penguin Group Australia had to reprint 7,000 copies of Pasta Bible last week, the Sydney Morning Herald has reported. The reprint costs 18000 American dollars, but stock in bookshops will not be recalled as it is extremely hard to do so. I want one of these books. Browned black people. <laughs> I mean, I can see that's using the spell checker to do your editing for you. Well, that's exactly it, what happened. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> to be fair, it's a dumb thing to let happen. It really is a dumb thing to let happen. On the other hand, books are not selling like they used to, and you can't afford to have somebody go over it with a fine tooth fucking comb. So sometimes shit slips through. The people that got upset about this and really freaked the fuck out need to be punched in the neck a little bit. No, you, you can't exactly. possibly believe that this company did this on purpose. You cannot believe that. You can't. It's ridiculous. <sighs> I know, but it's just the mentality everyone has now. It's like... It, you automatically assume the worst and you can't laugh at anything anymore. Everything is racially charged and full of intention. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything is an attempt to make somebody feel bad. Everything in the whole world. It's an attempt to make somebody feel like shit. I, dumb. I don't care anymore. I really don't. It's stuff like this that makes people like me finally just go, fuck it. I'm not, I don't care. I don't care if your feelings get hurt. I don't care if you cry. I don't care if you whine. I don't give a shit. Wow. The world is tough and get fucking used to it. That's like I was on a, <laughs> I'm going to tell the story, but I shouldn't, but I'm going to. I was on a conference call today and <clears throat> I work in a business with other adult business people. And on this conference call, you could hear a kid crying and screaming in the background. And it's very fucking annoying when you're trying to get it work done and you can hear somebody else's kid screaming. And I was about to say something when somebody on the call said, if I hear that kid cry again, I'm going to come to your house and kill it. That is a bit extreme. 
And I said, bravo, in my head. <laughs> but at the same time, you really can't say stuff like that out loud because that's a direct threat. But I think you should be able to. I think you should be able to tell people in no uncertain terms, you are being a complete fuckface. You are acting in a way that is not only irresponsible, it's disrespectful to everyone else. I completely agree. However, if someone had said that about my child, I would have been flipping the heck out. If my kid was making that much fucking noise while I was earning a living, I would have killed it myself. Not really. But I would definitely have done something to alleviate the problem. It, it went on for half an hour. I mean, that is very unprofessional. But it's just as unprofessional to say that you're going to kill the kid. That's not cool. Especially if eh, it well. was from a superior. Yeah, well. Just saying. Sounds like an HR write-up to me. Eh. Probably both ways. Eh. I'm sure there's guidelines. Didn't actually kill it. Well, I, you can't say that kind of stuff. I don't though. think the kid was even in this country, so it would have been hard to kill it. Oh, my gosh. And where it's at, people probably wouldn't even notice. Stop it. Just, I'm just saying, things are tough, tough over there. Cut it out. What? Why is everybody going to be down on me? Now, here's my last story. The Securities and Exchange Commission is considering new rules that would prevent large banks from masking the risks they take by temporarily lowering their debt levels before quarterly reports to the public are due. SEC Chairwoman Mary Shapiro's disclosure at a hearing of the House Committee on Financial Services came two weeks after the Wall Street Journal reported that 18 large banks had consistently lowered one type of debt at the end of each of the past five quarters, reducing it on average by 42% from quarterly peaks. That practice, while not by definition illegal, can give investors a misleading impression of the level of risk that financial firms are taking the vast majority of the time. Here's how this works, in case you didn't know. And they just figured this out not too long ago. What banks were doing is every quarter they have to report how much money they have, how much debt they have, all that shit. So you can tell if they're about to go tits up. What they've been doing is just before they have to report, and I mean 24 hours before they have to report, they buy off all their debt. Okay? And the day after they have to report, they take it all back. Yeah, so it's basically just doctoring the books. Yes. Just to make it look good. Yes. 42% is quite significant. Yes. The fact that anybody even has to wonder if this ought to be regulated blows my fucking mind. After the events of the past three or four years, if I was in charge of the SEC, I would just make it a rule. If you are a bank, you will tell me every fucking thing you do. I want to know everything that happens in your boardroom. I want to know every major trader in your company. I want to know what they do from the minute they get up till the time they go to bed that night. Because they can't be trusted. Well, here's the thing. Can you do the same thing when you're doing your taxes? And you go, well, right now in my bank, <laughs> I got $100. <laughs> now, no. tomorrow might be a different story. Well. People do do that to their credit rating. They manipulate their credit rating when they're going to make major purchases, but it's a lot harder to do as an individual, right? Because the credit agency can look and go, hey, come on now. You just paid off a bunch of shit and then you got a bunch more debt. Mm -hmm. Come on now. 
But if you're a company and you're voluntarily reporting, you just go, look, this is what I got on my books. Done. It's, it's bullshit. It is BS. I hope. I don't even know who comes up with the rules and why they even hem and haw about changing things. Well, it's all they, about money. They hem and haw about changing things, right, because banks are paying politicians enormous sums of fucking money. And think about how many people that used to work for a bank work in the government or vice versa. It's a fucking revolving mm. door. They go from the banking industry That's to politics disturbing. and back again. And they just make the more and more fucked up rules. It just needs to go back to the way it used to be. If you're a bank, you're a bank. You're not an investment firm. You don't get to make any funky fucking deals with money. That's not how it works. Knock it off. I don't know. It's, it's just ridiculous. And it makes me mad when the SEC is like, well, we're thinking about this. What is there to think about? Like I said, you need to make rules for banks so they understand they're not allowed to just run riot doing whatever the fuck they want anymore. It's not their money. And I think that's the point that needs to be driven home to these cock fucks. The money you have in a bank is not yours, dipshit. It belongs, it, it's just like on fucking It's a Wonderful Life. It's in Joe's house. It's in fucking Jane's car. It's in the fucking Wilson's farm. That's not your money, asshole. When all of a sudden you lose all your fucking assets, I understand it was no big deal to you because you're going to get your fucking bonus anyway. You wiped out a whole bunch of people. I don't know. Honestly, I think we should just go back to the Roman age and it should be bankers versus lions. You know what I'm saying? That's a little barbaric. Yeah, if you belong to a bank that fucked up and lost everybody's money, they get to watch you get et by lions. Maybe a bear. Can you imagine Bernie Madoff in the lion's den? That would be awesome. <laughs> I would pay big dollars to see that. Well, you're the one that was telling me they knew about that shit for a fucking decade before. 97, I think, is. <sighs> Not cool. Here's the thing, and I'm not saying this is a good idea, to be clear. But it's coming, rich motherfuckers. It's coming. I know you don't believe it, but people are getting sick of this shit. And unless you start playing by the fucking rules and toeing the line, I think it's going to get bad for you. And all of you people that think, and this, here's the thing. I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show that get mad at me when I talk like this. The reason why we have to deal with rich people is because we're never going to be that rich. Okay. I'm not saying if you make a couple hundred grand a year that you're fabulously wealthy. That's not what I'm saying. But there's a certain number of people in this country that literally control everything that happens. Everything. They control what laws get made. They control what companies succeed or fail. They control what you watch on TV. They control what church you're allowed to go to. You don't have to believe me. It is a fact. Those people have to go. That's all. Just one small request, right? Yeah, that's easy. Mm -hmm. That's easy. And it, it's going to happen. <laughs> I think we should just all send them over there to study the volcanoes that are erupting right now. <laughs> Would you please read the they name? They seem to be so unpredictable. Would you please read the name of that this volcano? blowing smoke for a while. <laughs> Come on, read the name of the volcano. <laughs> I don't think I've heard anybody say it. No. <laughs> it, no. It's like. It's not going to happen. The are we there yet avoidance tactic. <laughs> that word looks scary. <laughs> exactly. There's a there's a volcano. 
Here's a picture of it. <laughs> I am not from there. <laughs> it's from Iceland. <laughs> I have really. no idea. That's all you need to know. What I think is funny about that, vol- not funny, but I think it's interesting with the volcanoes. They're saying there could be decades of volcanic activity in Iceland now. Better rearrange your flight paths. That's all I got to say. <sighs> anyway, anything else? I do not. I don't want to be revolutionary. That's not what I'm suggesting. I will, I think it's frightening that you have to be. Well, let me put it this way. These banks, when we gave them all our fucking money and then they went, haha, sorry, we got to pay out these bonuses. Now we're not fixing anything. We fucked up. Our bad. Sorry. It's essentially let them eat cake. And how did that work out? All just right, saying. don't get on a rant again. I'm not getting on a rant. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. Too. There's a lot of angry people. I'm not one of them. I'm pretty happy. My life's going pretty good right now. That's good. Knock on wood. Not as much. I mean, there's certain things that I would like to see improved. Of course. <laughs> but half of that's going to be better because I'm going to have an iPad soon. I think. I'm going to replace you. <gasps> what? Yeah, it comes with attachments. Sorry, it was a nice run. Yeah, Nice run while you had it, Kim, but the iPad's never going to tell me no. Anyway, if they want to call us, where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. I'm going to make a robot with an iPad in the belly. It's going to be awesome. Email. Yuck. show at gmail.com. I think it has to be a little thicker. Well, it's just going to be in the belly. So you can change settings and stuff right there. It's going to be, it'll be thick enough, trust me. Thanks, Amazon, for being our sponsor. Soon you'll be selling my robots everywhere. Don't forget you can juice us. You can vote for some podcast alley. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. You know what to do. Make it happen. All right, Kim. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing Three, signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet. Vote for us at podcastalley.com.